Purpose, success, prosperity, personal, professional, and spiritual growth. Welcome to the Supercharge Your Life Show with Drs. Philip and Jane Montrose. Are you asking yourself good questions? I hope so. This is Philip Montrose and my with usually with my wife and partner Jane Montrose and I have a special guest today. I'm going to have a wonderful conversation with Sherry Clark and this is the Supercharge Your Life show every week here uh, on Facebook Live and podcast people listening to and we are part of IAHP, International Association of Holistic Practitioners and the Awakenings Institute, Jane and myself, were co-founders and directors. It's dedicated to creating a more loving world where everyone's gifts are honored and nurtured. And we want to provide a, a key success strategy every week. Sometimes Jane and I do it. Sometimes we have wonderful guests like Sherry that I'm going to introduce momentarily. And uh, we produced uh, many materials for holistic life coaching and healing and spiritual development over the years at our web website, gettingthrough.org slash holistic. And Sherry Clark, uh, our wonderful dynamic guest, she is a midlife coach, courage coach. She's a friend also, and also a student of ours in our coaching healing program right now. She's a TV show host an inspiring speaker, an accomplished author, and all-around wonderful person, wouldn't you say, Sherry? <laughs> and she knows how to ask herself good questions. She's going to share that with you. And um, her practice is called Fork in the Road, and she coaches clients one-on-one -on -one and in groups on how to re-energize their passion for the second half of life. And if you're in your first half of life, this will be useful too. Hey, Sherry, welcome to Supercharge Your Life show. It's my pleasure to be here, Philip. Thank you. So among other things, you probably call yourself many things, but one of them is midlife courage coach. Uh, why that? <laughs> well, you know, you know, we've heard the expression, the elevator speech. You know, everybody says you're supposed to have one of those. It defines what <laughs> right? you do. So when I tell people what I do, it's one thing people, most people know what life coach is. When I say I'm a midlife courage coach, I usually follow it up with this kind of qualifier. I say, because I believe it takes guts to live the second half of your life for you when you've lived the first half for everyone else. And especially when we think about where we're at at this time in our lives, we've surrendered ourselves to so many roles and so many things that now it's time for us. Yes, and it, that's a good point. At times, it has you have to start taking the mantle for yourself and figure out this life you're crafting. When you learn a certain amount, and you kind of figure out what you want to do, you want to make those choices that are uh, are the ones that are going to be useful for you, the really meaningful ones, because you can just follow in the footsteps of your family, your parents, what people say you should do, what's safe and secure, and then a pandemic comes around and everything's upended. You know, yeah, so you can only plan it so much. And part of that is asking those self, yourself good questions. And, and Jane and I, we've found this as, as being coaches, coaches like yourself, as these questions are so important. And you can't really memorize the endless list of them, but you can ask some very profound ones. Like you, I know you're going to share some and you have a, a little a freebie that people can get, which is wonderful too, about asking yourself good questions. Um, well, why, why do you find it so important? To, and, and I'll chime in here too about asking yourself good questions. Well, to me, the big thing is, uh, you know, I've indicated that we, when you get to midlife, you've 
been doing things a certain way for such a long time. And I think that when we talk about questions and we talk about the way that we live our lives, what happens is, is that we become on autopilot. And really, it's kind of profound that we're having this conversation, as you indicated, Philip, during a pandemic, because everything that we viewed as being our lives, everything that was autopilot, everything that was sure and safe and steadfast has been upended. And that's causing us to ask ourselves a lot of questions, really. When we don't have that outside impetus, it's important, I think, for the inside of us to be, to be asking questions. So rather than doing things as we have always done them, simply because we've always done them that way, it's important to be able to say, why am I doing it this way? What is it about this? Is there another way? What if I didn't do it this way? And those are the sorts of questions. That's just kind of like, I'm giving you a little peek under the tent of the kinds of questions that I'm talking about. Right, yeah, th that's, that's exactly right. And just by you saying that, I could feel sort of some creative juices in myself being stirred. Otherwise, you're just sort of following the, the status quo. You, if you always do what you've been doing, you'll get the same things that that idea that we've heard before. So those questions interrupt you and they open up a lot of possibilities. And that's one of the biggest questions I think, you know, what are some other possibilities? Uh, why don't you start us off and giving us some specific examples of questions you like to ask yourself? Well, I'm going to start with my number one all-time favorite, you know, I'm going to just go for the big grand prize. Go for it. Yes. Right on yeah. the game. And it's a simple one. And it's basically, a whole, it's four whole characters, or no, wait, it's six whole characters if we ask the question. The question that I love to ask myself and others is, what if? And what if is usually followed by an ellipsis. Because uh -huh. what if is, what if is the door opener to a plethora of so many other questions that come underneath. So no matter what you're going through in your life, no matter what kinds of challenges, issues, whatever's pissing you off, whatever is right. a, a thorn in your side, because those are typically the reasons why we ask ourselves questions. We don't ask ourselves questions when we're happy. We don't say, I wonder why the hell I'm so happy. You know, what is it about this? No, no, no. We ask questions or we need to ask questions when things aren't going well. So what if questions or the things that you mentioned earlier, stir up the pot, get your creative juices going. So if you're going through uh, something, whatever it is, starting with what if, what if I didn't do it the same way I've always done it? What if I took another way? What if I didn't get angry? What if I said no? What if I said yes? What if I just tried? What if I quit? What if I and, and everyone listening, I'm hoping, has something that follows that ellipsis for them. What if I just said, what, what came to your mind as I mm -hmm. said? That's my favorite question of all time. What if? What if, yeah. And then you fill in what follows it. What if you could do something? What, you know, what might be possible here? That's another one. What, what else is possible? Exactly. As you said, a lot of times it's when we feel limited and stuck that we start to question ourselves and we can just stay limited and stuck, which can be one of our favorite pastimes to stay in sort of complaint mode, saying, you know, I wish I were more, you know, whatever, healthy, successful, uh, recognized, yes. whatever it is. 
And that's, you know, that's useful. So then you could probably posit a question after that, couldn't you? You know, like, uh, you know, what would help me be more healthy, <laughs> exactly. successful? And the whole thing about it is, is that sometimes your, your probing ends with the what if question. And let me tell you where I came up with the what if question. Yes, please 25, do. 25 years of my life before I was a coach, and I know you have taught and done other things in your life too. You haven't always done what you're doing now. I owned an advertising agency, okay. which meant that I had creative people working for me, writers and designers and people who did wonderful, wild things, right? And, and they came up with things that uh, made products move off the shelves and made ideas fly and candidates get elected. And that takes a lot of creative creativity and creative energy. And a joke that we used to tell all the time was, how many designers does it take to screw in a light bulb? Okay. The answer to the question is, does it have to be a light bulb? <laughs> what if it was something else? What if it was, which really is really why we ask the what if question and why we ask all the questions. And that is to open up the garage door not the, just a little portal, not just a window, a garage door of possibilities for creativity, for ways to solve problems. Right, which reminds me of those kind of creativity tests of like, how, what else could you do with a light bulb? You know, how many things could you do with a light bulb? You know, exactly. Stretching your brain. Yes. Yeah, so it, it helps you be creative. Um, it helps you deal with challenges, it sounds like. Uh, helps you feel more alive. It's something I'm missing here. I'm sure there's some other things. Oh, vitality. It helps open up the door to possibilities. And here's the cool thing. The what if question isn't just something that we ask ourselves. The what if question is one of those ones that many times a friend will come to us. If you're a coach yourself and you're listening, it's your clients. And you can ask that question and that buys you a lot of opportunity to find out what else might be in there, not knocking around in their creative brains or addicts. But if you're a friend, let's say you're just at a conversation and your friend is going through some difficulties or some troubles. Maybe they don't like their job, their relationship is, is in the crap or whatever it is. Asking a what if question of them is the, is the way for you to see what else might be possible in part because you have, we all have blinders on. Like what I think I know my friends. I have friends that I've known for 20 years. Well, I think I know them. I know you've always been this way. You always like this. You always order this. This is how you act. This is who you are. And if I pigeonhole them into that spot, I'm doing them and me a disservice. So the what if question allows them to be able to say, well, what if I... And then that gives us a peek into their soul and a right. peek into the things that they might not have let the sun shine on for all these years that they've been living their midlife crisis, that they've been living in that spot that everybody else expected of them. Because we got to the place that we're in many times because of expectations. We grew up in a family that, that was a certain faith or a certain class or we, there were expectations. We were a certain gender or expected to marry this person or to do that. So we dutifully did all those things and we didn't let our minds look at what else might be possible. And right. by asking, what if, what if now that my parents are gone, I didn't stay in the same faith that they brought me up in. 
what if now that mm -hmm. I'm not married anymore, I could do this or move here or go there or wear this? It's just such a delicious opportunity for life. Right. And it reminds me of the what if and just questions in general. So it breaks the assumptions and it makes you more open and, and humble. I'm just thinking of my wife, Jane Partner, who I know very well for decades now. Still, I could say, because I know a lot of times the way she thinks and we think alike, it's still easy to get falling in the trap of assuming things without asking her, you know, how do you see this or what do you think or would, you know, would, would, how do you feel about doing it that way or what, what would be the way you'd like to do it? So that's asking and you know, opening up different possibilities instead of assuming and that, you know, that's that word that people joke about assuming making an ass of yourself, which I think is pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, it kind of keeps you like, you know, that's like a hot potato. Don't assume anything. And am I assuming things and limiting beliefs are actually assumptions. So uh, do you want to share any like, personal uh, situations with questions for yourself, stories or relevant things from your own life? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, how long do we have? Yes. Um, yeah, well, I actually have one that, uh, that I could share with you that's kind of interesting that it really, it really opens up the door to the way that we fall into patterns or dances, not just with ourselves, but in our relationships with others. So like many of us of a certain age, I have an ex and um, my ex <laughs> and I live a my ex, yeah, um, uh, you know, it's, and we were never married, but he, but he, he's a former business partner and we, we lived in the same home for a great number of years. And so he's my ex on a lot of levels okay. and we're exes for reason, you know, it didn't, didn't work out. Not, in, not in a horrible, you know, I wouldn't be telling this story no. if, if it was okay. horrible, I got it. but we just didn't belong together any longer, but we live a block apart. And so occasionally, <laughs> okay. yeah. So occasionally, I can't see his house without going out of my way, but I, but I know he's nearby. So occasionally, I need some help getting on. I have a detached garage, getting up on the detached garage so I can clear the gutters and get things cleaned out. And I, because I live by myself, I need help getting the ladder out. So I phoned him and I said, "Could you please come over and help me get the ladder out of the garage and put it up there?" So and and hold it still so that I can go up and get the gutter done. And he, he, we lived together in this house at one point. So he knew exactly what was required. He came over and um, I was up there on the roof and he said, Hey, I've got to go. I'll be right back to, to get you, to get you off the roof. Uh, sit tight. And I instantly had this response which was not a positive response i didn't say anything but i was because I, I was kind of speechless and said i was like oh my gosh and i watched him go away and he said i'll be back in just a couple of minutes i promise and i was like okay you know what this is all gonna be good all right. i sat up there and i got done with my clearing and he wasn't back and he still wasn't back and he wasn't back after that and i was up there for a really long time thinking to myself <laughs> this is not a good thing. My ex is leaving <laughs> me up here on the roof on the top. <laughs> He's a fan of me. But it's a beautiful day here in Des Moines, Iowa. And I sat up there and I started to appreciate all that was around me. I started to look at the, the sun and the sky and my, 
it's a different vantage point. You don't sit on your roof, on your garage very often. And I saw my whole neighborhood in a different way. And I saw wildlife and things blooming and budding. And before you knew it, I was in the moment and I was enjoying it. And then I see my ex coming back. My ex's name is John, by the way. We'll give him a name other than that. Yes, do that, please. He started to come back and he yelled up, I'm sorry, I didn't mean for it to take that long. The guy that I was supposed to meet got lost. And I realized in all that moment, I asked myself, what did you do that made you go down this bunny hole of anger and distrust and all of the things that I felt, the initial emotions? And what I came up with was I was living in the past and dragging it into the present. Right. My current relationship with John could be, is going to be much more healthy because the past was the past. So asking yourself a question, am I living in the past, the present, or the future is a good example of a question that you can ask yourself in any given moment. Right. There's a lot of history wrapped up in that. Yeah. So you get, you get drawn in back to the, past it becomes a prison i'm thinking one question you could have asked if you didn't while you're on the roof which is a kind of funny odd story there is am i stuck yes because if you think about it you you sort of answered that in an intuitive way when you started taking in the landscape and seeing possibilities and that's a good that that's a pretty powerful question that came to me from just your story that that great story because you get in situations and you think you're stuck and you, and you said you get lost in the past. You're not in the present. Am I stuck? Not really. I mean, there are a lot more possibilities here than I'm uh, perhaps aware of. Oh, and Philip, just what you just did just now is, it, is it the exact example, an underscoring of what we're talking about with the questions. Because you simply listening, and you've, we've all had that. When you listen to a friend tell a story, they might talk about a physical pain. You know, they might be, oh, I've got neck pain. I've actually had people say, so who's the pain in the neck? Right. Oh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> My boss or whatever, whatever happened. Many times it's a physical manifestation. Sometimes the person outside of us who, who may be knowing, loving, caring about us and, ha- and have insight to ask the question, but sometimes it's just just someone who has a casual question. Are you stuck? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Just kind of stops you in your tracks and you, you're, you, you're grounded into the moment. Hey, wait a second, what's going on here? Yes. That, yeah, that's a great story. Um, and how do you, uh, here's another question for you. How can you make these questions a wonderful way to live your life, to be more successful, to supercharge your life? As the name of the show. I'm Philip Rose with my wonderful guest, Sherry Clark, Midlife Courage Coach. So what's a way in asking yourself good questions? How, how can we make this more of a habit? Make it more of a habit? Is that what you said? Right. So, so the, one of the things that I love to do is I like to ask myself questions in the pause in between while you're making a decision about doing something. Sometimes it could be something as basic as when we finally get to go out to eat in restaurants again, (laughs) what am I going to order from the menu? And, and when you're asking yourself that question, even to ask yourself, why do I always get the fill in the blank, whatever, because we always get the 
something. We always get the salad. We always get yeah, the, the same item. You mean the same thing. So why do I always get that? What, and maybe there, maybe it's a non, it's, a, it, it's, it's fluff, but maybe there's something else there. Maybe there's something, you know, you're remembering something or an experience. Another way of making it a habit is to create time for it, to ask yourself, you know, is there a way that I could do this? I love to journal questions. And one of the things that I do okay. is I'll give myself questions that I use as journal prompts. And actually that's one of the things that I'm going to be giving to your listeners today is some journaling okay. prompts. But I love to make that a, a, a formal part of what it is that we do by asking ourselves questions. The other thing that I like to do is if I'm going to be going someplace and I'm meeting new people and I, you know, sometimes we're a little nervous. I formulate questions in my mind to ask others before I go. So mm -hmm. I might say, well, I know so-and-so is going to be there. I want to ask them about something that really is something I'm genuinely interested in. That's that will be a beneficial conversation. Okay. So that, so situational, if you, if you're going to meet people, have a new meeting, Hey, I'd like to ask them question A, B, and C. That's great. I like that. So I'm thinking now maybe dailies or things a daily, like I'm going to get up tomorrow and there's a good question or two. Usually there's cues or prompts as they're saying that, you know, when this happens, I ask myself this question or ask myself a question. So things like that, that, that you, you work with. Yes. Sometimes I'll ask myself a question, like, for example, if something I feel an emotional reaction to, okay. the first question I ask myself is, where do I feel this response? In other words, when we have an emotional reaction to something, somebody says something, does something, you have, you notice something, you feel it someplace in your body. Sometimes it's right here. It's between your eyebrows and you'll feel, you'll feel it because you'll notice that your eyebrows furrow. People, when they're angry, they're, they'll get lines in their forehead. For me, many times I'll feel it right here over my heart. Other times I feel it in my stomach area. Um, sometimes I feel it in my jaw. My jaw will clench. I ask myself, where do you feel in your body the response that you're having to whatever your this reaction is. And that will sometimes give me clues as to mm -hmm. what it is that this whole issue is. Another question I ask myself is, does this remind you of someplace you've ever been before? Is this familiar? Mm -hmm. Is this reminding you of something? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes my reaction isn't mm -hmm. to what's happening in the moment. It's something that's happened in the past. Um, or something I'm fearful about happening in the future. And so those kinds of questions can help me give some, because at the end of the day, I want insight into myself. I want to know why am I responding this way? What can I learn about me? How can I manage my emotions, my responses, my, my actions, my words? How can I live a more robust life and one that is a little bit less <laughs> highs, zenith highs and pit lows. I'm not looking for flat line, mind you, but I'm looking to level out those ups and downs. And that's what I'm looking for. I like that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That, yeah, that's powerful. Um, I'm, I'm kind of thinking now for, for myself and for the listeners um, of applying this, and you gave some really good examples, and journaling might happen 
lot of times people seem to journal in the, in the morning or the evening, kind of, or now live here more going into the evening and then tomorrow morning was a natural time to start with a question, kind of to have a good habit. And something that I do, which is, um, you know, kind of sometimes talking with a stimulating person like you, you're sort of aware of what you do and you get some insights. There's Milton Erickson, who was the famous uh, uh, hypnotherapist, brilliant. What he would do is he would make a statement that had an implied embedded question, which you may know that. And he would say, I'm wondering, you know, I'm wondering what uh, good things are going to happen today. So it's, it's, it's kind of a question and it's kind of a statement. And, and what Jane and I like to say is, uh, um, I'm wondering what uh, great things are going to happen today. This is going uh, to be well, an amazing. I wonder what surprising down. and delightful things. That was some of the message we got from our guidance one day. Uh, some, what surprising and delightful things are going to happen today. So when you wake up, that's one of the embedded questions that I use. I don't know if it's a question or statement, but it evokes a question. It evokes, because the idea of the question is, uh, I'm hearing you, is it it e evokes our natural curiosity and openness and creativity and problem solving? Yes. It, and I just, I stole that, Philip. I'm <laughs> it's free for everyone to steal it. <laughs> I wrote that down. Because, yes, what it does, it's like I was saying about opening up the garage door. It's funny, garage seems to be a theme in my talk today uh, with you. I, I said garage door twice, and I talked about being <laughs> uh, stuck on the roof of my detached garage. There's a question to ask myself, what's the deal with this garage thing, Sherry? You right. So, yeah, so there's a question. What's, what's, what is the thing with the garage? What, what is that, what's that evoking for you? Well, you know, what's interesting is I, I just got my car detailed yesterday. So I wonder, you know, I mean, there's a whole, maybe it has to do with, maybe the universe is giving me some messages about mobility or moving forward, or I'm going to be, you know, I'm moving quickly. Uh, who knows? Well, let me ask a question. I'm going to give you, I'm going to spoon back some of your own messages. So what does that evoke to, for you about detailing things in your life? What, oh. do you, what does that reminder you of or associate to? You're, you're getting things more detailed and it sounds like organized and clean when you get a car detailed, correct? Yes. Well, in the, fir in the first word, when you started speaking, the first word I, I heard of was polish. And so polish has so many, they're all positive meanings. You, you know, there's nothing bad about being polished as a person, as a presenter, as a professional. Um, polish something means you put spit shine on it. You polish the silver when company's coming. So I think I am just getting ready for, you know, an eruption of fabulous things to happen in my life. That's right. What, that's what of I'm course, doing. at this time, spring cleaning certainly fits into that theme. Yes, and I've been doing that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hey, are there any do's or don'ts for the questions? Or is there any guidelines that you want to add? Yeah. Well, one of them is don't should all over yourself, which we've don't heard that. that expression before. But a lot of times, um, I hear I'll have I I do this. This is don't. This is an example of what not to do, and we all do it occasionally. It's like you might say something that you think you could have maybe phrased a little better. And the, this is not a good question. Well, you dumbass, why'd you say that? that is not like kind of criticizing yourself, <laughs> putting yourself down, panning yourself, avoid yes. that. Yes, um, or to ask a belittling question of you or another person. 
like for example, maybe some of us, I did have, my parents would say to me things like, what were you thinking? <laughs> That's not a helpful question. Um, so be, and, and truly being mindful, I mean, we're saying it in a joking way and I'm sure people are laughing and saying, oh yeah, you know, that's not a good way to ask a question, but we do it. We totally do it. You know, like, how could you be so stupid? What were you, whatever. So, so those are, that's a don't. Um, a do is to keep asking the question. When you get to one layer, go ahead and ask another. Mm -hmm. like 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 another question would be and then what mm -hmm. or and what else mm -hmm. those are always keep and going to different layers like uh, yeah because a lot of our fears you know if i do that it'll be a problem well what would be a problem you know this right. would happen well, what would be a problem with that or you know why would that be a problem or right. what's Usually the basic needs happen. i won't get my needs met people don't love me I'll be ostracized, that kind of thing. Yes, yes. So those kinds of questions, they, they always peel back another layer. And once again, if you feel it somewhere, just simply ask yourself, where am I feeling this? Mm -hmm. And what does that feel like? Right. Just ask it curiously. The other final piece of advice that I would give about questioning is, and this, I stole this. Okay. <laughs> Just like I stole your idea about what wonderful things are going to happen to me today is to be curious and not furious. Many times when something happens with another person or even with yourself, right. our reaction is to get angry. You get mad at somebody that they did something, a violation or a perceived violation. You get mad at yourself for um, something that you view as not being appropriate, not up to your best, whatever it is, bad decision. To be curious and not furious means to say, huh, I wonder what I'm supposed to learn from this. Right. I wonder what caused them to ask me that question. And then to ask, to be curious, to genuinely right. want to know the answer. Right. I'm thinking of a couple personal examples where a uh, couple like things which I interpreted as negativity, uh, which may have been, you know, one person I was speaking to on the phone and uh, I was sort of direct with her about, you know, you could just do this or not. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're guided to do it, you know, why don't you do it, you know? And that was pretty, pretty direct. And she said, I'm getting a strange vibe here, you know, kind of like you're telling me what to do or you're saying I'm not, you know, intuitive or something. <laughs> and, you know, I, and, and in a way she was kind of reading, like I was sort of suggesting that not in a judgmental way, just as, you know, why don't you just follow your heart? You know, that's not a judgment. That's a, I think is good advice. You don't have to. <laughs> right. But then I started, you know, I kind of felt like some of that coming back to me and started wondering, hmm, you know, did I say something wrong? You know, I'm getting a reaction and what you're trying to sort through that, you know, what did I say? And sometimes that's kind of good. Hey, you know, what happened there? Yes. You know? And, and, and your response could easily have been, um, what, what does it make you, what is it that makes you say that? Yeah. And in a see and and listening to the delivery of the question is is as important as the words of the question. Mm -hmm. What is it that makes you say that is yeah. one way of delivering it. Right, just saying but it neutrally. But simply to say, "Oh, I see. Well, what is it that makes you say that?" Okay. That is less emotionally charged. Yeah, I like the way you put that. That's a nice coaching delivery neutral 
but supportive, just open. Yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah, and when we get you know triggered or put into a slightly defensive thing, you know, we we tend to to not think clearly and be reactive, like you said. So yeah, and that's when you can ask yourself a question. Hey, hey yeah. and often you just uh, may not have a clear response in the moment because something has happened. There's a lot happening, but you know, asking yourself a question or having kind of a go-to response, like you said, about what you know, what's going on there. Why did you say that in in a neutral way? And you have to may have to kind of mute some of your own emotions in the moment. Yes, you know, Philip, when you said you might not have the um, your answer or your response in the moment, um, I was just coaching somebody recently and she was saying how sometimes she gets frustrated because she gets flustered and she'll have an interchange with somebody. And then afterwards she thinks, here's what I wanted them to know, or here's what I wish I had right. said, or here's what I should have said. And my coaching to her was there's no statute of limitations. <laughs> okay. If you're in a relationship, it's, and it's a relationship that you care about, there's nothing wrong with reapproaching and reopening that door to with someone and saying, you know, I, our interchange was something that was meaningful to me. And when I came away with it, I had some other thoughts. Would you mind if I share those with you? Question, a question, would right. you mind if I share that with you? So you're asking permission and then to open up that door and say, you know, when you said this to me, I, kind of wish that I would have shared with you and then explain whatever it was. And that is not awkward or weird. That says to the other person, I've had that happen with me. I've had that happen with people that work for me who've said it, come to me and said that. And I think to myself, they care. They left our interchange and continue to think about it. So it mattered. So I need to care back and listen and receive. And then it becomes an adult, mature, meaningful exchange. Right. Yeah, sometimes you have to come back, if you do have a second chance to come back and, and just say, hey, I was kind of confused there. I wondered about it. I was worried about it. You know, I had some emotions. What was going on there? Tell me more about it. I felt this way. Did I say something that, you know, was offensive to you? I mean, you're just curious what, what happened there, you know? Yes. And I think that I think being succinct is important in that right. regard. That that to simply say, did I say something that was hurtful? And then, <laughs> right. Don't keep babbling, having long run-on sentences and muttering and ahhing and <laughs> dragging on, lingering on. A painful linger. Yeah, so that's good. Okay, so we uh, let's see. You have a, a, this great handout that you're going to share with the listeners, which has some wonderful, some nice little designs and kind of card-like uh, with a few questions uh, that are really good ones. I don't know if you want to talk about any of those questions for a moment on it. I mean, there's some, we could go into, you know, and everyone is very interesting. Like, what am I most looking forward to this year? And why is it important to me? That's just one of them. There are many nice questions. Is there any you want to just draw? Well, I want to tell people what it is that we're talking about. Yes, and go ahead. I do a handout. I call it um, my wild cards because every now and then I consider myself a wild kind of a chick. And so, okay. and when you're a midlife courage coach, you've got to be a wild chick sometimes. And yes. so the questions, what I did <laughs> was I, it's a download and um, I had my, I had mine printed into cards and they look like this. And so 
if you print them on cardstock, you know, they, they're kind of fun and you can play them with your friends and have them pick yeah, them up. Yeah, they're like big playing cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're really cool. And so what I, I do, what I do with mine is a couple of things. Number one, I will, uh, I will actually just pull one in the morning, like, and I'll, and I'll journal about it. So kind of like an Oracle. Yes, exactly. Just exactly. Like, so this one is, what am I avoiding? And then the second, the follow-up question is, what is the avoidance possibly costing me? And mm -hmm. that's one of those stop you in your mm -hmm. tracks kind of questions. And so I might write about that. Or if I'm with my friends or having a conversation, I might say, hey, pull a card. And they pull a card. And theirs would be, what would happen if I didn't try and control my future? Well, that would be a great question to ask you right. know, a friend or, or a loved one and find out what's on their mind. It's another layer, another level of intimacy to have those kinds of conversations with somebody as opposed to, you know, how about that sports team that isn't playing now anyway? So, you know, let's have some meaningful conversation by asking some meaningful questions. Mm -hmm. Right. And that can, as again, you can be a great way to start your day, very reflective, insightful, get you on the right track or end your day and reflect on things that happened or you want to go better or change, shift directions in the future or tomorrow. Or filler, because so often we get, here's what we do when we have time off, we scroll, right? Yes. So instead of doing that, what if you pulled a, a card and asked yourself a question while you were waiting for something, right. as opposed to looking on social media, have some connection with you or the people that you're with and actually have an interchange. And if you had a bag with you and you were traveling, you could pull one out of your bag. I mean, a woman might have a purse more apt than a man, but a man might find some place for it. Yes. Yeah, it sounds practical. Now, where do you, tell us where you get your the handout so you, so people can get your handout. So I have given you a URL so that people can um, click directly on that, and we will. I'm assuming we can put that in our uh, your show notes um, and whatnot, so that. Uh, uh, do you, Do you have it? Do you have it? The, the, the Can you say well, it? Well, I can say it if you will. Um, or is it too Is it too long? To remember, you can. No, say it's not too long. I go just ahead. I need to find it. <laughs> somebody, oh, you don't have it. Yeah. No, so you talk about how fabulous I am. and I'll, 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 I'll give you some, some positive feedback. I'll ask some <laughs> questions about you rhetorically while you find the uh, URL. Uh, and because this is something you may want to get this, this nice little handout about uh, uh, the cards that have nice questions. And some of the questions in the cards are, is how do I show love to myself or to others? That's a nice question. What could happen if I didn't try and control my future? And that's a big one, control, because yeah. a lot of our problems uh, circle around trying to control things we can't. We can't control the pandemic. We can re control our response to it. Uh, we can have a lot of creative thinking. We still have certain freedoms. Uh, another nice question is, if I had a magic wand, what would I change about my life? I thought of that one especially being in the pandemic at this point in time, you know, would you, if you could change the pandemic, you probably, we might change it right now and stop it because it's uncomfortable, especially where we are in California, we're in lockdown area. Um, and uh, uh, a lot of people aren't, but it's still uncomfortable. But on the other hand is, you know, maybe there's some, I think some key lessons in an awakening. We've come to this, I believe, to awaken more because we've got, we 
gotten to a very polarized place in this country and in the world. And this is, I believe, a, a, something that can bring us together. Yeah, absolutely. I found the URL. And Go I ahead. The handout is? Is fork-road.com forward slash courage hyphen wildcards. Okay. So my, UR, my URL is fork-road.com. Yes. And then slash forward slash courage hyphen wildcards. And if you get completely confused, just look me up, send me an email, and I'll get you the darn cards. <laughs> yeah, Sherry Clark, okay. Sherry Clark, yes. And I spell my name, it's with three E's, S-H-E-R-E-E. Yes. You'll find me. Memorable. We, I know oh. the people listening are resilient. Great. That's a great gift. I think people really value that. And I really value connecting with you today on the Supercharge Your Life show here with Sherry Clark. I'm Philip Mountrose. Uh, Sherry, any closing words, any things you want to add uh, about asking yourself good questions? You, yes. I will just say to the, I'll say, when you think you found the answer to your question, ask one more question because usually there's another layer waiting for you. Oh, that's interesting. So the, maybe that, that additional question is what else or something else is there something else or. Yes. Or is there anything else? Is there or anything else? What, and, maybe what? and question mark. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so this has been the Supercharge Your Life show, uh, asking good questions with uh, midlife courage coach. TV show host, all-around inspiring person, Sherry Clark. Uh, and if you enjoyed the show, uh, please share it with other people, the Supercharge Your Life show, and join us each week. We uh, share uh, success strategies, have wonderful guests. And if you want to know more about the show and about us at Awakenings Institute, Jane Mountrose and myself, uh, that's getting through, getting thru.org slash Holistic is our website. A lot of resources there on coaching and healing uh, and many uh, free tools and trainings for you. And we do have a mission uh, to make the world a more loving, uh, nurturing place here at Awakenings Institute. And by people like you listening, uh, sharing, being present, asking good questions, uh, the world is changing. And you can probably feel that in this moment. So thank you very much, Sherry. Until next time. Thank you very much, Philip. You bet.